Good evening. It, it feels like a cop-out in some ways to say this before you're about to speak, but this really is not a sermon. It's a presentation. So set your, um, your expectations accordingly, right? This is what I would call a presentation and not a sermon. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about a new initiative that we're undertaking here at Center Grove that I think everybody's aware of, but we're going to pull the trigger on it and actually move forward and talk about what that's going to look like for our congregation. Uh, and then we're going to try to make some application at the end and maybe talk about something a little more important uh, than what we're going to spend the majority of our night talking about. And you'll see what I mean. As the children of Israel found themselves in the plains of Moab, they were sitting, staring out towards the west at the Jordan River, they had wandered through the wilderness for 40 years, and they're just about to enter that land of promise that Moses has told them about for decades, that God promised all those years ago, and finally here they're on the precipice of entering into that land of rest. And before they do, in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is going to give really two sermons or two speeches to prepare the people to enter into the land and the life that they're going to live moving forward as they live as God's covenant people. And it's in that context that he, he talks to them about the words of God. He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is one. And he tells them that they've got to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, all their strength, all of these things that are going to be so important. And immediately after he says, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. It's an Old Testament passage with New Testament implications because we all have children that we want to be faithful. Now, note I said we all have children, and some of you may say, those kids of yours ain't my kids. We don't all have those children. But as a church, we have a group of children here, don't we? You might have noticed them, right? They can be pretty loud sometimes. They're a group of children that we love very much, and we want them to know the faithfulness that God has shown towards us. God has been good to us, amen? He's been good to us in this church. He's blessed us. He's blessed us personally in our lives. He's blessed us in this country. And we want our children to know of God's faithfulness so that they, in turn, may be faithful. And what Deuteronomy tells us is this is a daily, hour-by-hour process. It's not something that happens three to four hours a week. It's something that happens every day of our lives. That's the goal. That's what we want for our families here at Center Grove. So tonight we're going to talk about lads to leaders and what that's going to look like at Center Grove. Lads to leaders is not the surefire answer to how we're going to get every kid at Center Grove to heaven. It's a tool, it's a program, it's a good thing, and it's an opportunity, right? That's what we're looking at here. Lads to leaders is an opportunity for our congregation at Center Grove to grow spiritually, not only for our children, but for everyone, because I view it as an opportunity for our children, of course, but secondly, for our families, and finally, for the entire congregation. That's the hope. That's the prayer, that everyone would benefit from this undertaking as we take it up in our congregation at Center Grove. Now, just so you know who the organizers of this effort are, 
The elders have had the oversight over it since the beginning. Uh, Jeremy Broom is one of the organizers. He's maybe the first one that brought it to the elders uh, with his desire for us to take part in this at Center Grove. Uh, Jeremy Kirby, the taller Jeremy, as I like to call him, he's also one of the organizers. And then I myself. Uh, And it works out good because they can do all the work and I don't have to do anything. That's not true. I'm going to do something. But what it actually is, I think it's good because all three of us have children at different ages. Jeremy has some older kids. Uh, The other Jeremy has kids kind of in the middle, and I've got younger kids. And that represents, I think, what we want here at Center Grove. We want involvement from kids of all ages and families of all ages and sizes. That's what we want to see happen with this program here. Now, a few particulars. I know that you might remember that we had a gentleman come and give kind of a rundown. I don't want to just repeat everything he said. The purpose of tonight is to kind of, sometimes for me, it's like, hey, tell it to me like I'm five years old, right? Or maybe even three years old. I'm going to tell it as I understand it, which may be a five-year-old or three-year-old understanding of the most basic principles of what we're going to be doing with lads to leaders at Center Grove and how that's going to look in our congregation. Then I'm going to tell you the specific events that we're going to make available to our families to sign up for uh, that we're going to be involved with here. So some particulars. Lads to Leaders is a year-round initiative to train children to be spiritual leaders in the church and their homes. And again, as I've said, it's an opportunity that all members of the church, everyone here can use this potentially to grow in your knowledge of God's word and to put effort into learning. Now, that's sometimes the hardest thing to do. I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily wake up every day and go, what's the one thing I'm going to learn today? What am I going to put effort into learning? Sometimes if I can get my pants on and get out the door, that's plenty enough effort, right? We don't often put effort into learning things, but we must put effort into learning God's word. We have no choice. We have to put effort into our Christianity. And again, this represents just an opportunity a potential way for you to put effort into learning something new and supporting our children and learning it too. Laza Leaders also has a yearly convention uh, where people that participate are recognized for their achievements. They get awards. They're publicly called up and recognized and also compete in various events. And that's something that hopefully we will be a part of. And others, if you want to come up and support uh, our children as they do these things and compete and are recognized for their hard work, uh, that would be wonderful too. Uh, the theme for this year for Lads to Leaders is the book of Romans, and it's called I Am Not Ashamed. It's really beautiful artwork that they've designed. There's, there's very high production values. You can tell that lots and lots of work by faithful brethren is put into uh, what goes on with Lads to Leaders, the material, and everything that they put out. Now, again, Lads to Leaders, if my hope and prayer is, God, I really want us to do Lads to Leaders. If we could just do Lads to Leaders, I don't think that's a very good prayer, okay? Anybody can do Lads to Leaders. They have a sign-up on their website. We could do Lads to Leaders however we want, but we have particular goals and hopes for our congregation, right? So let's look at a few. What are are our hopes for our children? One, of course, we want them to increase in knowledge of the Bible. Kids are being funneled so much bad information nowadays. If we don't fight against it tooth and nail with the truth, we're already in a losing fight. We have to increase their knowledge. Number two, we want them to become invested in the faith that we all share here at Center Grove. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. We want them to grow in confidence because one problem that you face as people grow up in the church when it comes time for them to participate in services or whatever, they have next to no confidence. They don't feel comfortable standing in front of people and speaking. They don't believe 
believe that they're actually able to do work for the kingdom of God because, again, their self-confidence and self-esteem is almost at zero. And I think this represents an opportunity to raise the confidence of our children. And then finally, to prepare for the future because, believe it or not, and some of us farther back than others, we were all kids at one point, right? I've got baby pictures to prove it. These kids now are going to be adults in the very near future. They are going to be vital members of the church here at Center Grove, and how much we invest in them to an extent is what we're going to get back out of them, right? Kids that we invest our time and our love and our energy in think we'll see a return on that reaping and sowing. For families, we hope that you will participate in the program. Now, again, it's a church program. It's something new. Sometimes getting people involved is like pulling teeth, right? Nobody wants to try something new. Nobody wants to put themselves out there. But for this to be successful in our congregation, we're going to need participation. We're going to need people that are willing to try something new or put an effort in week to week in their homes so that they can do this. And that's the second thing for families is there's going to be tasks that you're going to be working on in your home. Things that you as a parent are going to have to do with your kids. And you may say, well, isn't that what we pay the Bible class teachers for? Well, I've got a few things to tell you if that was what you said. But it's not the Bible class teacher's job to make your child a faithful follower of Jesus. It's not. And if you think that it is, you're going to be shocked one day, I'm afraid to say. It's not the Bible class teacher's job. It's your job. But the good thing about this program is the material we're going to give you is going to facilitate family Bible study. Here's what I mean by that. You may think in your mind, man, I've always wanted to do Bible studies with my kids at home. I know we need to be doing that, but I just don't know how. This is an opportunity to have some of that heavy lifting done for you. We're giving you the things that you can use, the things to work on, so that you and your family can do this in your home. And in total, the church is going to be strengthened by what you're doing. Now, here's our hope for the adults. Because again, you may be sitting here and going, I don't have kids in my house anymore. I'm not going to be involved in lads to leaders. We're not going to have any big part with this. Maybe it's just another one of these fads. We're going to try it. It'll fizzle out. If you're an adult, here's what I want you to think about. One, I want you to support our participants, okay? If we have kids that put the effort in on this, and that's what our hope is, that we have kids that, that are really going to work hard at the things we're doing, they need to see your support, They need to know that it's important to you that they do well, that they grow in faith, and you have to be there as a congregation for our children. Number two, now this is the really scary one. Consider signing up for an event for this. Now, again, I know what you're thinking. Lads to leaders, you may not be a lad anymore, but there are events that even adults can take part in, and there's things that you can learn by doing this. I guarantee you. Now, you may not be like me and already know everything like I do, but... There's things that I still have to learn. There's things as I look at lads and leaders, I go, hey, that's something that I could learn from and gain knowledge from. And so consider signing up for an event. I'm going to talk about some that adults are uh, able to sign up for tonight too. Or be willing to teach or coach. As we move forward with this and we have people sign up for events, we're going to be calling on people to say, hey, would you be willing to help coach this person? Would you help work with them on leading a song, on giving a speech? Uh, we're going to talk about some of the homemaking skills and home protection skills that are part of this. We, we may need men and women of the congregation to step up and be involved in those things. And so those are some of our hopes. Now, Laz Leaders is separated into kind of a few different things, a few different kinds of events. So let's start first with the year-round events, okay? This is the stuff that's going to happen day-to-day, week-to-week in the congregation as we do Laz Leaders. Stick with me, and we'll try to get through them relatively quickly. 
So here's the basics about the events of this, how we're going to do them. Events are going to give a specific focus for learning and growth that all of our participants are going to work on over the entirety of the year. Liza Leaders is not a week-long thing. It's not a month-long thing. We used to do a lot of Bible in the congregation, which was kind of a few months. Liza Leaders is all year, okay, which is kind of a little bit of a slow burn. You don't have to just kill yourself with the pace of study, right? A little bit more of a slow burn, and yet you can spread that out throughout the entirety of the year. Different events are going to have requirements to be recognized if you want an award. If you want to be recognized, you'll have to do different things depending on what event you do. And here's the big one. And hopefully we have this problem. Hopefully I get done and we have every family in here says, I want to sign up for every event on the sheet. I want to do it all. Don't do that. Okay? Don't sign up for every event. That's not what we want every family to do. We want you to pick and choose maybe events of kind of different types, maybe three events per kid. That feels good. You kind of feel what you can do so that you don't burn out. We don't want burnout. We want people to know that they have these events, that these tasks that they're working on, they can get them done. February 1st, 2024 is, is a kind of an important date with lads to leaders. This is the date of, I think, the end of signups for the convention. And it's on that date that's essentially the de facto deadline that you need to basically have your tasks done by then. There's a little bit of wiggle room, but for the most part, what we're looking at is if we start this now, your participant or you have until February 1st to complete some of these basic events. So what we're going to do is we're going to run through the events that we are specifically doing here at Center Grove. Now, if nobody signs up for one of these events, guess what? We won't do it. I won't come and coach for an event that nobody signed up for, right? But if we do have sign-ups, then we'll move forward with these events. Here's the year-round events that we'll be doing. Number one, know the books. If I said in here, who all knows the books of the New Testament, I think I'd see lots of hands raised up. Then I said, can you tell me all the books of the Old Testament? If we were honest, there would be, there'd be lots of hands up, and then there'd be some that would just kind of like this, like, I don't know all the books of the Old Testament as well. That's a harder song, right? The New Testament's a very easy song to sing. Well, what about this? Do you know the name of every book of the Bible and a short two or three word theme for every book of the Bible? I can't say that I can do that. I can say I would love to be able to do that, but I don't know that I can. That's what this event is kind of built into it. Now, note, there are three levels of participation in this event for learning the books of the Bible and their themes. You have a zero to second grade that's level one, uh, and they're allowed, I think, to either sing it or recite it. Once you get out of second grade, they won't let you sing it anymore, from what I understand, which is a shame. I still sing it, just so I can remember my books as I do them. But once you get to third grade through adult, they want you to recite them. And then for the pre-K through adult, that's on the third level, which is the books and their themes, because if anybody can learn it, if I can teach my my pre-K kids to do the, all the books and their themes, great. They'll get recognized for that. But again, that's just the different levels as they go. So there's different award levels. One is recite the New Testament books. I could get that reward, right? Right now, recite the Old Testament books. We're getting colder, right? Maybe I'd have to work on that. But then recite all the books of the Bible. And again, if you in that third level, if you can do the themes as well, you're going to get recognition for that. That's something any adult could work on, right? You take a little bit of time every week to work on that, memorizing these themes. That's going to increase your Bible knowledge. That's going to help you get a bigger picture of the Bible as a whole. There's an event I hope that we have a lot of people signed up for. Something you can do in your home, do it during family Bible studies. I think it'll be a great thing. The next is read the word, things that we should all do, right? Read the Bible. This encourages year-round Bible reading, and it's another good opportunity for adults to sign up. Sign your name up, one, because the kids are going to see, hey, we've got adults participating too, and number two, it's going to be something that you can do to help increase your spiritual knowledge. 
What you do with read the word is you are either going to read or listen to the Old or New Testament before the event deadline, February 1st. You can pick the Old or the New. I'm not going to tell you which one's a lot shorter, but one of those is a lot shorter than the other, right? You just have to read one of them or listen to it if you would prefer to do that. And in doing so, you can be eligible to be recognized for the read the word event there. This is the big one. I I think I'm going to try to do this. This is called Centurion of Scripture. And this is encouraging participants to memorize God's word by committing 100 verses of the Bible to memory. You know, the last time I memorized verses of the Bible was probably in some of these classrooms back here when I was not much older than Silas, right? That's the last time I memorized verses of the Bible. But imagine a child learning and memorizing 100 verses verses. That's quite an accomplishment, right? And so that's something that the centurion of scripture will allow them to do. It can be any 100 verses, either continuous or separate. By what, what I mean by that is if you want to learn the first 100 verses of Hebrews and just read it on through, that's great. If you want to be extra, I don't know, just extra, you can learn a hundred separate verses all over the place, right? Maybe all the shortest ones. Starts with the shortest and go up from there. But you can learn these and do that, and it can be done at various levels. You can do it in multiple sittings. You do it, you know, five verses at a time over different times for your full 100. You could do it in two sets of 50, or if you want the gold award, you have to do 101 sitting, right? Very impressive. That'd be exciting. We're going to see what happens, and I try to do this. Year-round Bible reading and study. This is may sound like read the word, but what this is is oral Bible reading year-round, right? And so participants that sign up for this, we're going to give them opportunities to read the Bible publicly, okay? Either in a class setting or in a devotional, visiting sick people. They want to do that, read a passage. And it's going to, again, teach them to speak publicly, uh, maybe as a nice starter set towards standing up here and speaking publicly as well. They have to also be able to tell the plan of salvation and, and, and speak that out loud with the citations that to read a full chapter of the bible orally and and more along with that all of these i I need to say we're going to have folders with all of this information with kind of the complete picture of this i'm not giving you all the details if you can believe that so once you get the folders you'll be able to see the exact i'm just trying to give you a flavor of what you might want to sign up for as we look at these categories year-round bulletin board this is one i will not be doing because i don't have an artistic or creative bone in my body but there are some that do, and so uh, we, we used to, once upon a time, and we do still over here, have bulletin boards uh, that, if you want to sign up for this, we could decorate and, again, use for uh, bulletin boards that will be helpful to the classes, maybe helpful to the congregation. Um, there's different levels of award depending on the number of bulletin boards completed, but they note you're not allowed to just, like, put up a bulletin board for a day and then take it down and then put up another one and then take it down. This isn't just bulletin boards for bulletin board's sake, right? It's bulletin boards that are helpful and some context, but this is something that, again, some can sign up for and do. Year-round PowerPoint presentation. Don't you guys like it when the speakers have these nice, interesting PowerPoint presentations? This one's not interesting, but some people have really interesting ones, right? And we want kids that can grow up and learn how to make these, and so that's another event that they can create these presentations, uh, and you you know, you make a number of different ones for different levels, and they can be used for sermons if they, they stand up here to preach. It can be used for Bible classes, VBS, announcements, you name it. They can get recognized for that. Uh, year-round song leading is another one we're going to do. We have a great number of young men here that are already doing this. 
this, right? I love our singing nights now. They work so well to let the young men get up and sing. Well, now, with a little bit more effort, we can put that towards the year-round song-leading event for lads to leaders. And so, again, the children are going to be picking songs. They're going to be leading them uh, in, in worship assemblies, classes, devotionals, other meetings and practices that we have. And this is for all boys through 12th grade that can participate. There is also a version of this for girls. If they want to, again, maybe they're in a class setting and they're going to sing together with just the women then they can have the opportunity to learn those skills as well the ladies again this will be divided into men and ladies so the ladies can help with that and the girls can participate up through 12th grade for that um, this one I think is really exciting to me we have keepers and providers um, which is going to be I think I switched that up though the keepers is the girls and the providers the boys flip that okay uh, keepers is for the girls and providers is for the boys this is a non-competitive event if you will that is supposed to prepare boys to lead their homes in the future and lead girls to practice again basic homemaking skills and the skills they need to be a successful woman wife and mother and so there's lots of potential in this event to again teach and learn for these kids how to do things how many times have you as an older person said these kids today they don't know how to do anything anymore Anybody ever said that? I've heard it a few times, maybe out of some different mouths in here, right? Imagine if we said, okay, teach them. Teach them how to do it. Show them how to do something, right? And that might be an opportunity for people in the congregation. Tanya already does a great job with the sewing group. But again, there's potentials for teaching gardening. There's potential for a man in the congregation to show some younger guys how to get into a car. I know apparently you can't do anything to them anymore and you can't fix them like you could used to. But at least go in there and show them a few things in a car, maybe with cooking, maybe with home security and how to take care and protect your house. It's an opportunity, I think, for the older members to pass on something to the younger members. We don't just want to sequester all the younger people together and say well they're going to do this event the older people are left out we want the older people to be involved to pass on their knowledge and what they know uh, as we move forward did I just lose my clicker there it is in my pocket I told you this is a presentation not a sermon it's very loose good Samaritan this is another one we're going to do that, again, we're wanting to encourage kids to go the extra mile to help those around us in our community, in our congregation. Just doing good deeds, again, it can be sending cards, visiting the sick, uh, conducting home Bible studies, doing service projects, all of these things. It can be done for adults and kids, and it can be done by yourself and pairs and groups. And so lots of opportunities to do these things. That's all the year-round events. These are going to be done mostly in your home, parents helping children or adults studying on their own and doing these and keeping up with it as the year goes on. Now, there's also, as I mentioned, a convention that happens. This will happen March 29th through 31st, 2024. It's at the Opryland Hotel and Convention Center in Nashville. And again, you kind of go for two reasons. One, you go to receive recognition for all these things that we just talked about doing during the year. But you can also take part in convention events that, again, sometimes are competitive, sometimes are non-competitive. And I'm going to go through some of those now. Very quickly, there's pre-convention events, just two. We're familiar with the Bible Bowl here that we've done where you go to Sycamore and you hold up the cards. They have two kind of different versions of Bible Bowl, if you will. One in the time between February and the convention will be an individual Bible Bowl test that the kids can take. They do this online. Uh, there's a, thing, a website they go to. And again, this all runs on the honor system. Someone could say, well, why, what stops me from turning in that I completed all this stuff and getting a lot of awards from lads to leaders without really completing any of it? At which point I say, do you really want to defraud lads to leaders in the Lord's Church? 
Do you really want that award so bad that you're going to lie about it? Maybe you do, but this runs on the honor system, so kids will take this test online uh, over the theme passage of the book of Romans, and that's for ages K through 12. They also have a book called Pearls that's kind of put together a deeper study of the material of the Bible topic, so the book of Romans. And this is a book written by sound brethren in the church. They, they go just a little bit deeper on the Bible study. Students can read this book and also do an online test over the material in five different age levels of that. All right, stick with me. We're getting close here. The convention events that this is, again, we would be taking our kids to the convention as, as a group, and they would be participating in these different events. The first one is Art Says It, another one that I won't be involved with. It says, using creativity to make art that communicates a biblical message. Maybe you're a great artist. Maybe you can draw. Maybe you're good at you know, making clay sculptures. Maybe you're good at making, again, posters or these other kinds of things. You can use that and, and communicate a biblical message through that and potentially be recognized for it. This is for third grade and up to compete, and anybody younger than that can display their art at the convention, as well as Bartimaeus participants. Now, let me speak about this for a second. Bartimaeus, I think, is just a really neat thing. This is an opportunity for participants with special needs to go to convention and be involved, whether it be, again, standing up in front of people and speaking publicly, leading a song, reading from the Bible. Again, no competition, right? It's just to be involved with this, and they are all recognized for them doing that. I think it's a wonderful thing. It'd be a great thing for people with special needs to get involved and to be a part of that with our congregation. Team Bible Bowl, this is something that happens at the convention. It's a competitive Bible Bowl, maybe not all that dissimilar with some differences to the one we do at Sycamore. This is open from 3rd to 12th grade. Uh, K through 2nd are allowed to compete, but they'll be put into that 3rd grade bracket with everybody else. And again, you can be recognized for that at the convention. We have oral Bible reading, which is a non-competitive event for K through 6, preparing them for public speaking. They would stand up, uh, and, and again, if they're 3rd grade and up, they'll actually be graded on how they stand when they speak, their posture, their enunciation, their voice. I don't know if you all have noticed in the congregation, but it takes talent to read the Bible well. We have some great scripture readers in the congregation. It's, it's more than just standing up here and kind of spouting off words. This is something that can help train kids to learn how to do that nicely. Uh, next will be scrapbook. If, if some in the congregation uh, want to be creative and put together a record of, again, their personal growth or the activities we've done over the year, they can be entered as a group. They can be entered individually. Uh, and that will be displayed at the convention and even prizes given out for that. Song leading. This is an event I think that, again, we could have very successful young men at, right? Uh, young men that practice here and train, they go to the convention, they lead a song in front of a group. Uh, grades 3 through 12 are, are then judged, and winners are selected for each age group. And I think that's something we could be involved with. Similar thing for the ladies. Again, they do this in front of a group of women only. Uh, I think Jeremy Kirby learned something about that. If you want to ask him at the convention about going into the all-ladies room and how quickly those ladies jump on you and try to maybe cut your head off and throw you out the door, I don't know. Um, but you can ask him about that, but that's another event they can do. And then speech. This is, again, uh, they call it speech and not preaching or sermon, but again, it's kind of in that vein of, of giving a short talk or a short lesson, and it's a public speaking opportunity for boys and for girls in, in the women's room to give a short speech related to the theme, so the book of Romans or a concept from the book of Romans. Third through twelfth can be great, will be graded on it, but pre-K through second can also do it. I would love to hear Mathis give a speech. I don't know how we're going to train him for a speech, but uh, if he could stand up and do that, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited to see what we can do with this. 
the way that last the leaders divide these up is they divide them into kind of action, Bible, and communication events. And I, I think that works. They say certain ones are this and that, and you kind of want to pick one of each. That's okay. This is kind of what works in my brain. This is the five-year-old version to me. You have certain events that are going to be practice events. These are events that you're going to be working at. You're going to be doing something. You're going to be singing. You're going to be speaking. You also have events that are going to be learning events, right? You're going to be learning the books of the Bible, learning the themes of the Bible. You're going to be memorizing verses of Scripture. That's going to be a lot of learning that happens at home. And you also have creativity events, like I said, the ones that I'm no good at. Working on art projects, doing things that, again, you can use to God's glory, that you can use to send forth these messages. And I I think what would be a great idea would be to pick maybe one of each or maybe pick, you know, from the first two or pick two of those out and pick events to do. Whatever you think that you would enjoy, whatever you think would be a good fit for your family to do together, I think that you should consider signing up for maybe, like I said, two to three events that we have moving forward. This is going to be a learning experience for us. This is our first year doing it. And so, again, there may be some bumps along the way. A lot of planning and a lot of effort has been put into understanding this uh, by the, the, the organizers and by, I know, several others that have done it and done a lot of the preparation on this. And so bear with us as we're trying to get it together. But what, all we ask is, one, your support, and two, if you, if you will, your participation. We would love for you to be involved. As I said, we very well may need volunteers. We, we may need people to sign up to help for this. And again, I can just imagine there, there would be men in the congregation that would like to show younger men their way around, again, a car. Maybe their way around a gun with the bullets far, far away elsewhere so nobody gets shot, right? But, but all these things that you could do that you could teach, the same thing for the women, I think that would be a great opportunity. I know I've gone long here and that we're almost out of time. I don't have any more notes, but I just want to speak for a minute about what I think about when I think about lads to leaders and maybe something more important than lads to leaders. Recently in, in a sermon, I mentioned the statistic that two-thirds of people, of children that grow up in the church, will be gone by the time they reach college age. That's two-thirds that will fall away and never darken a church door again. What you see on the screen, you may already know, you can go online and for $60, you can buy a 45 caliber silver bullet. Now, I don't own a silver bullet, but I love the concept of silver bullets, okay? I, I'll, I'll admit, who in here hasn't Googled two-week diet, lose 50 pounds, right? I would love it. I would love a silver bullet solution, right? A quick thing that's going to give great results for very little time, Right? I want a silver bullet financially. Hey, just show me, you know, what, what do I invest in? Oh, it's an easy investment, and I'll make all the money I ever need, and I can retire at 40. That would be great. I'd love a silver bullet for that. Just solve all the problems, right? But we know how silver, silver bullets usually turn out, right? Quick solutions, Band-Aid solutions tend to not be very good solutions. Lads to leaders is not the silver bullet solution for keeping our children faithful. Now, that, I'm not a very good salesman, as you can tell. Just said, I want you to be involved with this, but it's not the silver bullet solution for keeping your children faithful. There's only one solution for that is that you as a parent and we as a congregation have to teach them. We have to show them God and show them how they need to be faithful. I think about the fact that for many years there's been this concept, I think, that as long as I have my kids at the church, every time the doors are open... As long as I have them there for every Bible class and every worship service, they're there Sunday night, then they're going to be good people. Then they're going to be good Christians. How has that worked out for us? How has that worked out in the church? 
I know people that were here every time the doors are open. They don't come in the doors anymore. It seems to me in our current culture and climate that is so antagonistic to Christianity that bringing your kids every time the doors are open may turn out good, may not turn out good. It may be that they become just familiar enough with Christianity to leave it and resent it forever because it was never really in their life, because maybe it was never really in your life. Our goal for our children is not for them to be at church every time the doors are open. Our, our goal for our children is for them to go to heaven. We want them to live with God forever. We want them to be faithful. They are the future of this congregation. It's my hope and prayer that they are. Lads of Leaders is not a silver bullet to make that happen, but it's an opportunity. It's a tool that we can use as a congregation. And like everything else that's a tool, it's only as good as we make it. It's only as good as we participate in it. I don't want to look, I don't want to line up all our children up front here and say, okay, you all pick out the two-thirds that you don't want to be faithful in 15 years, in 10 years. You pick out the faces that you want to see go out those doors and never come back. I don't want to do that. We can't make sure that all of them stay. They'll make their own choices. They'll grow up and make decisions. But we can do our best to help them love the Lord now and for eternity. That's what our mission is. That's what we want to do in this church. We want to build a culture that fights against the culture out there that's trying to send our kids to hell that will put them in the community of God's people so that they can love each other and love the God that made them. So tonight, this hasn't been a very evangelistic sermon, but I hope at least at the end here you can understand my heart in saying, I love our children. I know you love our children. The reason the elders have decided to do this and the reason that we want to do it is we want them to have every ounce of spiritual success and growth that they can possibly have.